good evening. It's about 10 after 7 and I'm on my way home from work. Today's date is the 9th of November of 1981. I still haven't got my tape recorder fixed, so again I have borrowed a machine from the office and as I drive home I will try to put down a thought or two as it or as they I hope enter my mind. It's been a rather interesting week this past week. <clears throat> On Thursday I and a, an air crew departed Salt Lake and flew to the Azores Lodges Air Force Base, leaving Salt Lake City around 12.30 and arriving out in the Azores. Oh, I guess it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning the next day, Azores time. The purpose of the flight was for overwater navigational training, which is very good out in the Atlantic. One other navigator accompanied me he flew the Salt Lake to the east coast portion of the Nav Lake, and then I flew from Nantucket on out to Lodges Airfield in the Azores, which of course belongs to Portugal. It was a good training flight. Uh, night mission flights are always good training uh, for me, particularly because I don't fly an awful lot at night, and I don't retain the experience and the knowledge necessary to sit down and work the calculator that we have available to us very often. And it's a good refresher to fly over water. That's the first overwater trip I've had in a couple of years. With the INS DNS, that's the inertial navigation system slash Doppler navigation system, the uh, The nervousness that used to go along with flying over water has pretty well disappeared. It used to be, I remember back years ago, I, uh, flying in the 97, the KC-97, or even on active duty with the 135 without the INS, uh, we would simply dead reckon ahead to where we thought we would be, take a celestial position, whether it be a sun most probable position or a star fixed and hopefully it would all calculate and work out properly and we would know approximately where we were, but you never did know. Now with the INS-DNS, the Celestial simply backs it up and it's accurate to within a few miles all the way going and coming. So really what used to be a very busy, busy and a very nervous time for the navigator is now simply a busy time. As I mentioned, the trip was pretty much uneventful. The um, weather in the Azores was like I have always remembered it to be, rainy, windy, cold. The day following our arrival, or actually the same day that we arrived, we spent uh, visiting the various facilities on base, looking for those bargains that used to exist overseas that no longer do. Uh, Dave Parker was the other nav, as I mentioned earlier, who went along with me. We went off base and found a little bakery and bought some uh, locally baked bread, which was very, very 
we hit the BX's, the commissary, and then we jumped on the bus and went down to the little city near the base called Praia, and we spent three or four hours walking around looking for locally produced uh, materials worth our purchasing. We didn't buy much. Like I say, uh, it used to be that bargains existed in most overseas fair areas, but not anymore. One thing I was kind of interested in and uh, wanted to purchase was what is called scrimshaw, which is carving, actually painting on uh, whale's teeth. And I did see an awful lot of, of these uh, teeth. Very, very beautiful, but extremely expensive to the tune of two to four hundred dollars and illegal to bring back to the United States since hunting the whale apparently is, has been forbidden and outlawed. So I didn't buy any scrimshaw, but I did see some very beautiful pieces. I did purchase a sweater for Casey and a little doll for Ashley. The boys kind of got the short end of the deal. I couldn't find anything that uh, was worthy of me purchasing for their behalf. So. Michael simply got a running suit that I picked up in the BX, and Garrett got a package of candy, which uh, uh, he dearly likes. We spent one day, uh, a long day in the Azores, rising the next morning and uh, departing there for Pease Air Force Base in New Hampshire. We arrived there at about noon local time and spent the afternoon eating seafood and driving around Portsmouth, New Hampshire looking at some of the old buildings and homes there. Very, very pretty. New England's a very beautiful part of the country, even though it was extremely cold, windy, and damp. Watched football games. It was a Saturday, and there was a couple of good ball games on. It was a good opportunity to get caught up on some rest in preparation for our journey back to Salt Lake. I again navigated from the Azores to Boston, and on into Pease, uh, conducting a day celestial mission, shooting the sun every 40, 30 to 40 to 50 minutes uh, for positions to keep track of the INS coming back from the Azores to the US. And again, it did an outstanding job and uh, was within a mile or two after we landed. From Pease, uh, on Sunday, we arose early departed, flew to K.I. Sawyer Air Force Base to drop some uh, cargo, and then from K.I. into Salt Lake, arriving back here about noon. Again, again I uh, got back home right as church let out, and could spend the rest of the afternoon and evening with the family. It was a long, rather uneventful trip, and uh, trips like that always make me appreciate coming home and living where I do and enjoying the lifestyle that I do enjoy. The Azores is a century away almost. The people are very poor. The economy is strictly one of agricultural and of existing, living from day to day I'm sure, but the people seem to be happy and are slow and deliberate and Siesta still closes the stores down from noon till 1.30. Uh, no one gets in any kind of a hurry. 
There's nothing to hurry for, I suppose. And it's a rather unique lifestyle, very, very different than what uh, I'm certainly used to. And it's kind of a nice change to see that uh, once in a while. Now, I want to change subject a little bit and get back to a couple of weeks ago and talk about the kids a little more. In church, a talent show took place. I guess it was two weeks ago Sunday. Casey accompanied Michael and Ashley, and the three of them sang a song about their dad. Maybe I've mentioned this on tape before. I don't even remember. I've had so much trouble with that other recorder, I don't remember what I've recorded and what I haven't. But anyway, they practiced the piece, they had it worked up beautifully, and they stood up and sang, and I was just thrilled to listen to them and very, very proud of them. Garrett is growing up very, very quickly, is starting to say more and more things. Last night at the supper table, he was saying the word soup, soup, and of course we all cheered and clapped and he enjoyed that very much. He's a fun little guy. I enjoy fighting and playing with him, bouncing him around. The kids are really super. Uh, when I go home each evening from work, and lately I've been working late in preparation for our operational readiness investigation, which is coming up here in less than two weeks. When I go home, they're always excited and anxious to see me, and they make my day, really. And yesterday when I pulled in, Garrett was standing in the front door looking out of the screen door. And when he saw me pull in, he was so excited and he jumped up and down and I could hear him hollering and really brought a smile to my face and I really do appreciate and love that little feller as well as my other three children and my wife very much. They're very special and are very meaningful to me. I mentioned uh, a minute or two ago the fact that I've been working late practically every evening in preparation for the investigation coming up. Our unit hasn't been doing too well over the last few months, and the SAC IG team is coming in to pay us a little visit, and I really don't know how we're going to do when they do come. Uh, my hope is that I'll be able to at least be ready myself, and hopefully our office will be ready to go. The DOX, the Operations Plans Area, of which I am the head of at the Guard Base right now, is a very complex and very busy and very much looked at area when an investigator type team comes in. They go through our safes, through our training programs, everything that we have with a fine-tooth comb. I sometimes feel picked on in that most of the other areas of the base are not nearly so under fire as we are. And it seems no matter how busy we are and how hard we work, it's just all we can do to keep our heads above water. So I'm hoping that we'll do fine, and I've certainly put in a lot of work and a lot of extra hours, and I do hope that, that I'll be prepared and I'll be able to 
do my part when the time comes. The job that I have is one that requires a lot of study and it requires continuing study. You've got to keep up with it, stay with it, review it over and over again to stay on top of it. And uh, after being gone for a year and, and not giving any thought at all to my responsibilities and my job, it's been a very slow process working back in. And I just feel now that I'm getting my feet back onto the ground. And uh, frankly, I'm not very excited about a team coming in to look at us uh, quite this soon. Nevertheless, we'll see what happens. I began working for the Air Guard. I might mention a little bit about the past. Back in uh, 78, in March of 78, so coming up in March of 82, it will be uh, four years, I guess, 78, 79, 81, 82. I, prior to that, worked for Emory Air Freight for a year and a half, and then, of course, prior to that, was on active duty with the Air Force back at McConnell Air Force Base in Kansas. Um, the I need to shut this thing off, I guess, for a minute or two and, and collect a few thoughts together and, and then proceed. I guess maybe what I will try and do for the next little while is to recap and go over some of the experiences that I had while on my mission in Mexico. Mexico has been on my mind a little bit lately in that we are trying to put together a little vacation down to Tucson, Arizona and on into Mexico over the Christmas holiday. And as I think about going down and putting things together to do so, my mind wanders a little bit back to some of the experiences that I had as a missionary down there. So I'll try and and, and relate a few of those things uh, into the tape. I remember receiving my mission call to Mexico, going to the post office in Newton, opening up the little box, and there was a letter from the First Presidency saying, I had been called to serve as a missionary in Mexico, Northern Mexican Mission, headquarters Monterey, Mexico. Needless to say, it frightened me tremendously. I had no desire whatsoever to learn a foreign language, and it took me many, many months and many hours, many hours of hard work to learn what little bit of Spanish I've been able to pick up and utilize. But after going through Provo and working very diligently at learning what I could, and after a good experience in the mission home, and after arriving in Monterey, I uh, remember after getting there, hoping that I could go to the farthest point away that could be in the mission, and I went almost there. I went to Ciudad Monte in the southeastern part of the mission field, where I was to be assigned to work with one elder, Chester Red. Now, Elder Red was a native of the Mormon colonies in Mexico. He, at the time that I was assigned to go to Ciudad Monte, was up in Ciudad Juarez. He was being transferred to Monte, and I was to meet him down there 
within three or four days. So upon my arrival in Ciudad Monte, I remember taking a taxi cab over to where the missionaries lived. And I recall sitting on the front porch waiting for the missionaries to return. It must have been five or six in the afternoon. And they came uh, all seven or eight o'clock at night, I guess it was. Every spare moment that I could find, I remember towards the first part of my mission, I reviewed and went over in my mind as many times as I could the lessons that I had memorized. I worked and worked and worked at them. Probably worked harder during those first few months as a missionary than I have at any other time during my life. Finally, I remember Elder Martinez and Elder Mulford, no, it was Murphy, I guess it was, came walking down the street with their white shirts on. I recognized them. They recognized me. They were the missionaries uh, in Ciudad Monte at that time. Elder Martinez was being transferred to Tampico, and Elder Murphy was going back to the mission home in Monterey when Red arrived and after I got there. So it was kind of a transition period. So for three or four days, I recall working uh, as a threesome with Elders Martinez and, and Elder Murphy. Martinez was a native of Gomez Palacio, Mexico, did not speak but very little English. Uh, he and I headed off quite well, got along with him uh, good. Elder Murphy was a nice guy. He was from Louisiana, as I remember, spoke Spanish with a real southern accent. Within a day or two, he left and went back to Monterey, and Elder Martinez and I worked in Ciudad Monte for the next few days until Elder Red arrived. I was pleased to see Elder Red because, uh, again, as I mentioned, Elder Martinez spoke very, very little English. I remember uh, he sent me down the street one evening to pick up a roll of toilet paper and a bar of soap about a half a block away and I remember asking him how to say the words in Spanish and then repeating them over in my mind about a hundred times as I walked from the little branch there where we stayed down to where these items were to be purchased by the time I got there I'd forgotten so I simply pointed it out picked it up or something like that and then paid for it but that was an interesting uh, experience. I did arrive down there in, uh, gee, must have been uh, about July. It was extremely hot, very humid uh, in Monte. And I remember trying to sleep at night was a real challenge. We slept in our garments, of course, no covers, with a fan blowing on us all night long to try and stay cool. Cucarachas were plentiful in that particular part of the country. And the conditions that uh, we were living in weren't the traditional conditions I was used to here in the United States. For food down there in Ciudad Montes, I remember we would uh, eat at uh, restaurants or go to uh, local members' houses restaurants mainly. Sandwich place we found was very good and then there was a, uh, a cafe where we ate breakfast every morning that was just outstanding. They had huevos rancheros that you 
became one of my favorite Mexican foods. Bolillos, or a hard loaf of bread uh, toasted with um, cereal in the morning was very, very tasty. And then in the evenings we would have, uh, on occasion, a milanesa, which was a kind of a chicken fried steak affair that was, again, extremely good. And I must admit I enjoyed the food tremendously while I served in Mexico as a missionary. Eventually, as I mentioned, Martinez left and Elder Red came in and we worked together for about a month. And then Red uh, was transferred she, back to the mission, I believe, to Monterey to become an assistant to the president or something like that. And I was transferred over to Tom Pico to become a companion to Elder Martinez again. And again, I think all of these transfers, uh, particularly the time that I spent with Martinez, uh, was kind of an answer to a prayer in that I needed help with the language and I was forced to learn the language with Elder Martinez. There was no getting around it. He spoke Spanish only. And I just had to learn to exist. And again, we got along fairly well. I remember uh, a few things that got to be bothersome. I ended up paying for the taxi fares. or the, In Tampico, they had a trolley car type of fare, and I would always pay for that. And they had what were called route cars. And to get from one part of the city to the other, you could either take the route car or the tramilla trolley car and I ended up paying for most of the meals and it uh, kind of got old after a while but we in essence had a pretty good time together and I worked very diligently and baptized a few people there. I don't remember any baptisms in Ciudad Monte. Monte was kind of a difficult city to work in. Tampico was a large city and uh, really had some nice things to offer particularly of interest was a Dairy Queen where a multiada could be purchased. I'm home. I'll continue this tomorrow morning.